kalahiki a kalakau, mai ka hoopui a kahala vai. Ano ai e nga hoaholohe, e a hoakakou i ia aino o kona, kaulana i ke kuahiti o hualalai. From the arrival of the sun to its rest, from the zenith of the sky to the horizon, aloha nui to all of you who are listening to our latest installment of Kaleo Kauluau, a podcast dedicated to celebrating the storied places of Hawaii Island. We are now in Kona, a land famed for its mountain, Ualalai. Velina mai, welcome to Kaleo Kauluau. Aloha e lei, pehea oi. Mai kai, pehea oi. Mai kai. I love that we are in Kona. We began our huaka'i together earlier this year in Hilo, then passed through Puna, then Ka'u, and now we are making our way through Kona learning more about this moku through the mo'olelo shared by our special guests. So true, and it's been a wonderful journey so far. Lei, would you consider introducing today's special guest? Higi no, it's my pleasure. Mahelani Pai comes from a Kona fishing family. His father is of pure Hawaiian descent, and his ancestors are from the Kohala and Konamoku. His mom is half Hawaiian, and his mom's ancestors are from Kohala and Hamakuamoku. Mahealani is the eldest of five boys. Although Mahealani was born in Kona, his family left for Oahu in search of work opportunities in the late 1950s, and he was raised on Oahu, spending summertime with his tutu folks in Kona on the island of Hawaii. His ohana lived from the ocean. His ancestors tended to the fish ponds of Honokohau and Koloko, now home to a national park. He and others fought the park in the early 1990s to remain on ancestral lands and oppose nearby resort development, culminating in a landmark court case known as the PASH decision. PASH stands for Public Access Shoreline Hawaii, and Mahealani received his associate's degree under Kikuhi and Tangaro of the Hawaiian Lifestyles Hula Track as a ho'opa'a. He received his BA in Anthropology and is now a graduate student in the UH Hilo Master's Heritage Management Program. He is an employee of Kamehameha Schools and serves as a Cultural Resource Manager for West Hawaii. Mahealani has kuleana for the preservation and protection of Vahikupuna or ancestral places. Mahalo for that introduction, Lei. And I think we're ready to go over to Mahealani now. Welcome, Mahealani. We're so glad that you could join us when we're excited to hear I have the chance to hear Ma'olelo Vahipana of Kona with and from you. And before we do that, I just want to say <laughs> that you actually rocked my world. Because when I was in my first year of graduate school at UH Manoa, we came to Hawaii Island for a field school experience with the intent to learn about research methods through engaging in these mini research projects. And our little hui that I was in focused on the Kona coast between Milo'li'i and Kolokohonokohau. And I must confess that it was a most nerve-wracking experience that was so full of discomfort and tension and some very hard lessons learned. And at the end of the day, this really long day, we finally reached the Kolokohonokohau area and we were exhausted and demoralized. <laughs> and there you were, staking your ancestral claim to the shoreline and you shared your story with us with us a group of uninvited curious people from elsewhere whose function was far from clear a group of people who are relatively clueless to their surroundings and even more important um ignorant to your struggle and so i mean at first we were intimidated then we were incredibly humbled and then positively transformed by what we learned from you so not only did i learn how not to conduct research that day but, I, but what you shared completely opened up a new understanding 
of ancestral relationships with Aina and also of Kuleana. And that was probably one of the most powerful experiences of my graduate school career. And I'm a hollow you for that. And I share this now with our listeners too, which also may include some folks who are not originally from Hawaii, like myself, who might want to better understand what are Pono ways to approach and interact with places and people in Hawaii. And so through this relationship with you, Mahialani, I've been able to have my students and even some of my colleagues watch as indigenous spaces are reclaimed. We have learned so much from you, as well as people like Kalei Nuuhiva and Malia Kipapa and so many others about the incredible significance of cultural and sacred sites in Kona, including at Kahalu'u and Keoho. And my students have stood by Heo in the shadow of a hotel. <clears throat> Later, they stood on the rooftop of that hotel that had become a mere shell above those heyo, and now they stand in the space where that hotel once stood. It's truly amazing. So mahalo for all you've done for our communities of this island and for the protection of Ahikopuna. Mahalo. Yeah, mahalo. Aloha. Like Aloha. Drew mentioned, um, we're happy to have you here with us today, and I know our audience is excited to hear what you have to share, so let's get right into it. Okay, well, um, mahalo for having me and... Uh, uh, I, I kind of chose like uh, this one story because I think what I wanted to do is try to bridge uh, Kona with uh, another moko, in this case, Puna. So I chose a story about uh, Kepaka Iliula. And Kepaka Iliula has a unique um, characteristic about in his, his features as the story is told from this mo'olelo and kind of grabs me in a way that how our people understood uh, some of the uh, uniqueness of of people that comes from a, a secret place or, or one time a, a place that uh, is only mentioned in hula and chant in oli, but uh, the story that of how it connects um, Puna to Kona is amazing. And so I'll take you on this little journey. And so the, the character is um, this Ali is, Kipaka Ula and parents are Ku and Hina. And the story takes us to a place called Paliuli, where many of uh, the stories talked about and mentioned Paliuli. And so the story also talks about how he goes around and looking for um, his Kualoha, his wife. But back during those times, they had many wives. And cannot mention that in this Mualo. He also has two uncles, Ki'i Hele and Ki'i Noho who follows him, uh, goes around in search of, it's almost like um, they go out and um, search the Aina for him and make sure that it is up to par with his rank or status. And so the story says that he's from, he was born from an egg. And, and at the time too, they, they covered, his, covered him um, as he was in, a, in, a, in an egg form with a, Ahula, or feathered cape, and from there the story takes us to goes. So the two uncles Kiheli Kiunoho, um, Kiheli goes out, and the other uncle stays put. And Kiheli goes around and looks, searches the land. It comes comes upon one uh, woman, and her name is Kukuilawania, which her eyes is kind of like in the form of kuku, um, the kukui nut. Mm-hmm. And but other than that, she looks perfect, except for one that, uh, one of that uh, her appearance of that. I think another one was um, Kahala, 
so funny because they're talking Sinhala like, oh my, how they are Kupuna, they like really take on this, um, uh, the imagery that comes to, to mind of, you know, it is they're describing the um, Kukuinat, the Ayais, and uh, in this case, Kahala, the posterior of, of her. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of funny. Um, cracking up, you know. Um, and then, you know, the uncle report back to the other uh, uncle, uh, Kino, and say, hey, how'd you do on your journey? Uh, okay. But um, still need to search. So go out and search another time and come across um, one. And they eventually come to Kona and they find Makolea. And so I'm Makolea. And it, we, here in, in the Kahalu, there's a heiau named Makolea. And so her parents are uh, Kahalu Kane and Keoho. Uh, so that's her parents and uh, uh, it was interesting that as the story goes on the um, how they describe this um, Makolea is she is the most beautiful without any blemishes most perfect and when she meets Kiihele Makolea goes uh, who are you uh, searching for and well, we're looking for a wife for our our son or nephew, uh, Kipakailula. And uh, she has to be without flaws. And she 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 also asked, like, well, if he sort of looks like you, because you guys are like, you guys are good looking yourself. <laughs> and and they go, oh, no, we nothing compared to Kipakailu. And so, like, you know, when I heard first heard it, I was like, I wonder about like when I was growing up and grandma folks used to always watch um, General Hospital. Oh my gosh, my grandma you know, too. All these kind of, you know, drama things. But, you know, you know, I try to imagine my grandma like, oh, grandma, that's what you was into back then. <laughs> you know, all these stories. But how, you know, from Hawaii Mo'olelo, you talk about a place, you can talk about uh, the people, what the lifestyle was, but also about, you know, the, the couple and all the couple isn't really mentioned. Um, they talk about the ahuula. They're describing things that they're wearing the regalia. So in the story, you can see that they're describing regalia. They're talking about protocol. They're talking about couple on many different levels. And just said the, you know, and I'm not even speaking about the Hawaiian terms yet, but you get the imagery that uh, it's a special time. And another thing that I liked about this mo'olel was that in one of our traditions, the, the genealogy of uh, Makolea and Kipakailul is very interesting, more so with um, uh, Makolea, because um, in, the, in 1864, a uh, genealogist uh, talked about and I think his name was Kaula Inamoku. And he mentions, and he gives the whole genealogy. But in, well, in this case, it mentions that Kipaka Iliula and Makolea offspring is Liloa. And so uh, when I saw that, was, and, and this is 
part of um, Kalinu Hiva's research. And we were blown away with that, like, oh. And that made us go back into like the, some of the maps that Henry Kikahuna did. Hmm. And on there, it says, and you show, you have um, Keikuheao associated with Lone Kamakahiki, you have Makolea, you have um, um, other heiaus in the, in the, on the cultural landscape that kind of gave you a direction as to the status or ranking of the Ali'i lineage that once was housed in Kahalu. So it was fascinating. But as we continue in the, in the story, um, we keep Ula. It's, it's just like the, um, when he goes and fights, uh, and then, you know, recalling how he was grown from or for an egg and the Ahu'ula. But in how he fights, which is interesting because uh, Makolea has been spoken for, for this Maui chief, Kaka'alaneo. And I guess one of his skill sets is that he can throw a spear and hit an ant on the blade of grass. You, and you and you kind you you kind of look back like wow that when we talk about accuracy, whoo that's deep. Um, and so when he fights uh, Kaka Alanel, because by the time um, after I'm so sorry that I jump in here and there, but I try to just kind of like what's appearing in my my poll. Mm-hmm. But um, after you know Makolea meets Kipakeilu Iliula. And they live together at, in Kahalu. After that, they um, somehow she gets taken away without him because he's in the deep sleep, and is get taken away to Maui. But finally, Kepaka Iliulu goes and searches for her, and eventually he finds her on Maui. But he goes to Ko- Kohala, and he needs a he needs a canoe. Uh, but then, the chief of Kohala. Kukui Pahu um, has a daughter who, and sees Kipaka, yeah, I want this guy as, as my son. And her name is Kapu Okeonauna. And um, interesting, Kipaka Iliula asks her, are you your father's favorite? So, and she answers, oh, yes, I am. So he asks her for all these resources. And finally, they're out on the sea, going through Alanuha'a to Maui. And uh, mm-hmm. going looking for Makolea. Um, and I, 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 you know, the, the effort made to go and search for Makolea with all, all these tremendous resources needed. And finally, um, he gets there, he fights with Kaka Alaneo and wins the battle. But in, in re- return for the loyalty of the resources committed on this journey, he gives, I guess, the portion of of Maui to Kukui Pahu and his descendants and thereby making that story that I want uh, the relationship of Maui to Hawaii Island to that um, through that Mo'olelo and interesting because um, it's been about over maybe 15 years ago maybe 20 years ago I went to see family on Maui and they we went to we came across this one reunion and they trace their genealogy back to Kohala. Ah. <laughs> so I remember that, and um, I'm very impressed with um, the way our 
Coop want to tell a story. And it's like, we have, we have, we have so many stories that we see other peoples and cultures with theirs. Mm-hmm. We just barely scratching our surface with them um, and documenting our stories. So I really happy to, um, I mean, just to, to read, uh, this model, model of Kipaka Iliula. Um, get any thoughts, uh, any, any taking a lot of copious notes on that side. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you can share a little bit about where Kahalu'u is. Yeah. Um, so we're at Palamanui and we're on the boundary close to Hale'uhi'u. So Hale'uhi'u is way north of, of Kalawa. And so the airport is on Kalawa 1 to 4. And we go north of that is Hale'uhi'u and Maka'ula. And so Kahalu is south and located where several miles south of Kailua town. And there's a church that you can see from Makai, and it's called Helani Church. So when you're on the coastline and you look up Mauka, you can only see Helani Church from being in Kahalu. So for us, it's like an indicator. When you're traveling the coastline, you're looking for this red steeple church. You you know that you're in Kalu until you come into view of Hilani Church. That's how we find um, Kalu Aupua. And then another feature is you see the big hail temple structures along the coastline. Yeah. So I'm mahalo for that. I feel like um, a lot of times people have referred to that area in general as Keoho, but I, it seems important for us to realize that it's actually technically or geographically Kahalu'u, right? Yeah, a good point because um, uh, kupuna and community folks, um, a lot of these lands are from uh, are Aina Pahoahi, as uh, they would they would call them. And although over time, um, a lot of these lands have uh, come under bishop estate, but especially in Kona, uh, people are kind of like. They don't want. They don't want, or they uh, they get all know when they hear bishop, but they love their princess Pawahi mm-hmm. so much. Then they regard these lands as aina Pawahi, and uh, the term uh, keoho is so. I guess during the time when they were building the the hotels. They wanted to rebrand that area with the term Keoho, but the lo- but the local families were descendants were like, no, Heva, that's not good, because Keoho belongs more south. It's the next over. But um, so one of our charges to bring back the name to Kahalu. So. Malia and I working on that. <laughs> oh, mahalo nui. That's really important work. The, the rightful name. Right. Yeah. Restore these names so that they can ho and have people build their relationships to the land with the correct name is really important as well. Because the history and so much mana'o is shared in the names of these places that Kupuna selected. Yeah, there's so, there's so much... Um, uh, Mo'alelo and stories that have to do with Kahalu that talks about 
other places in, in districts too that um, Ali'i travel. Um, you know, just talking about Kipaka Ula and its connection to Puna is one. Also the relationship of Kona to Waipio, Hamakua, through Liloa. So there are many other um, mo'olelo. Um, of course, the, you know, Kahalu is no, it's a known source for um, Vai. Um, I think that's why the, the, the building of so many temples on the coastline because of its source of fresh water. Mm. It's interesting that you mentioned that um, that the parents of Makolea, if I'm not mistaken, right, are Kahalu and Keoho, right? And I think that um, time and time again, we hear, um, when we hear Ma'olala, we, we hear of these genealogies, um, which are people and also places at the same time, whether it's in Kona mm -hmm. or Kau, right, that the names of even you know traditional land divisions like Ahupua our places are our people our 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 parents and progenitors or children um much like many of the pu'u that are found in the landscapes are also known as pe people in mo'olelo mm -hmm. yeah on the so yeah on uh on the north boundary of um where we are um that divides the Kahlu Beach Park from where we are. Um, on, on that boundary, there's, um, there's, they talk about Tutupele in the forms of like Poho Kapo, Kilawea, Mokua Veo Veo. So they named these fire pits, these Pele names. And interesting too, they named or they have the Heao, I think, Keo Mokus. Heao or residence and named it Mokuahi Ole. So maybe perhaps the, at the time the Tutupele was going off in Kona and so keep Tutupele away, but they honored the, the fire rituals. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your connection to Kahalu'u? So um, I related to the, some of the, the Kahulumu families Kahaliumi on my dad's side. Uh, my dad is also related to the Kanua line. Um, and uh, at the time we were in our struggle with the park service, um, at that time we had uh, reunions occurring through, throughout the, um, so every year, every two years we travel from Island with, for doing uh, family reunions, uh, reunions. And I'd hear the story of things that occurred at uh, Kahalu and um, Auntie Kalani uh, will, will talk about uh, some of the struggles that they had when they were growing up. But it wasn't until that I was asked to do a ceremony in 2005 for the trustees that I, um, perhaps maybe the story was you know, we until but his, until the trustees talked about what happened in the past, and I could reflect on the what was shared to me in the reunion by one by Auntie Kalani, one of the she's a Kahulumu that um, the story matched, and one of the aunties asked me to I'm the only down Honokawa, but uh, she asked me to come over and do something uh, teach. I guess there back then it was called these. Napunoya Super Enrichment oh, mm -hmm. Saturdays. Yeah. So I would come over and go help Auntie. Auntie, I'm not from here. I'm from the others from Honokawa. Oh, I can talk about fishing. 
oh, go take this group. I'll go take the other group. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, so what I did uh, from fishing, I talked about, I went to all the different hills and I measured each one of them back then. And uh, not knowing later on, I would come back and restore them. And Mahi Aladi, you're, you're sharing so much about different heiau um, in the Kahalu'u area. And um, would, would you mind just sharing with our audience a little bit about what maybe a heiau is exactly and maybe what different types there might be, and including those that found at Kahalu'u? Yeah, so um, when I was growing up, I used to hang around with, you know, you have kids my age, but I always found it fascinating when you see older folks kind of gather around and they're talking about these stone structures and these were heiaus or temples for um, ancient worship. But um, these heiaus are, are, um, have different functions and some are at, uh, on the coastline and depends how, how the, the temple is structured or laid out, but uh, it can be for fishing, uh, can be for um, um, ag use or for, um, to uh, bring about successful um, ceremonies for um, rain, for uh, produce, for coup ceremonies, a whole bunch of stuff. But um, essentially, so hey, if you look at the term hey, hey, is, has to do with snaring, grabbing, trying to catch, how has to do with time in current. So yeah, so hey, is has to do with uh, the capturing of time. Uh, time, but also in our can also mean us. We, um, I, me, our, um, myself. So, has many levels mm-hmm. and uh, functions. So, in general, yeah. So, hey, all. We have a few, you know, yeah, we have a few more minutes to go. If there's anything else you want to share in particular, some kind of message to the audience you might have. Yeah, sure. Um, I think uh, always uh, an opportunity to, um, inform is, is always good and uh, so um, yeah through the work that I'm doing in restoration and through the whole landscape of cultural revitalization is to help to um, inform um, the folks community um, anyone who comes close to sacred spaces that um, uh, we there's we you know we want the audience to come away with a positive um, outlook so they become our eyes and ears too um so 24 7 we always need help in protecting what we have left these vestiges of our past and um i think that um when you if you don't know anything just ask um you know kikui started one project before and like a directory us as to practitioners on the east west side and so it'll be a good thing to look at um if um so that information can be available and for us at community schools we're uh developing interpretive signage to help and allow the the visitor to yeah come with a positive outlook of 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 what's on the land and um and pass on some kuleana to them so that uh, they have uh a meaningful and purposeful um, uh, view of, of what we have left. But um, we, um, there's so much um, things to do, but I think 
at the most we can ask for appreciation and respect from a from a distance. And if you don't know, um, go ahead and ask, and you know, reach out. You know, no harm in, in reaching out. Um, and we we always try to find the answers. Um, it depends on the questions, but well, for the most part, we would ask um, humbly, respect, appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very important to enter these spaces with the correct lavena, carry yourself in the right way. And if you don't know, that's a really good idea. Just ask somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how I met you. <laughs> <laughs> Mahalo, Mahalani, for sharing all of that. It's really, um, it's interesting to see how we hear on this moku Mokupuni, this this really large island in the middle of the Pacific. But it's interesting to see how places can be related to each other through the Mo'oku'ohao, the genealogies, and through and we learn this through the different Mo'olelo. And, you know, we may think, oh, we live here in this little town, but we have connections to these other spaces. We have connections, just like, you know, we have connections to Puna, through this mo'olelo you shared, we also have kona connections with uh, Puako, Anaiho Omalu, and all those places. So we can learn how to interact with these spaces as if they are family because we have these connections to these lands. No matter what moku we live in, there's always a way to trace back some kind of connection. So, mahalo. Mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo Nui for spending time with us today. It was a pleasure to, to hear from you once again. Yeah, no, uh, mahalo Nui. And with that, mahalo Nui to Mahalani for visiting us here at Kaleo Kauluau and for sharing his ike with our listeners about Kahalu'u and the connection it has through Mo'olelo with the Mokua Puna. Also about his work documenting and restoring Vahiku Puna. He shared that approaching sacred spaces with curiosity is normal and that all one would need to do to learn is to ask someone. Yes, we all seem to be on a lifelong learning journey with our, our mo'olelo shares. So to our dear audience, there's still more mo'olelo to hear of this moko kona. And mahalo again for lending your ears to this episode of Kaleo Kauluau, and to our special guest, Mahi Alani Pai. Please join us again for our next episode, which will be released on August 15th on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, with our final focus on the moko kona, and don't forget to visit our website for more information and story maps, as well as Instagram and Facebook for more cool stuff. Until next time, ahui ho. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs>